0: You're listening to a Mornings with Kelly and Steve podcast. Be sure to check us out every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on Moody Radio.
1: Hey, we were telling you all morning we were going to be having a conversation with Melissa Hennigan. She is the author of a great new book called Inconvenient Parenting. Activate your child's god given trait. Now I gotta say, when this had come out in the early fall, I had thought inconvenient parenting. That's like all of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I said I said, this is gonna be a really big book. <laughs> but then I caught the subtitle, Activating Your Child's God-given traits. And so often what is so natural to us in our parenting style is not to really focus on how God created them, but more so how we want them to be. And this was a challenge to me. It's really um, a sacrificial work to steward our children well that belong to the Lord. And Mm. this puts some really great perspective on it. And I love the counselor angle on you. Good morning (laughs) to you, Melissa. Thank you for joining us.
2: Good morning. Thank you so much for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it.
0: Well, Melissa, define inconvenient parenting, if you would, in your words.
2: Well, I think Steve hit on it pretty well. In my opinion, it's sacrificial parenting. It's choosing the hard in place of the easy for the good of the long term. It's, it's choosing to do the messy, sometimes frustrating things that our kids need us to do for them because we know that in the long term it's going to help them become who God created them
0: to be. I love that. (laughs) I needed you when I was raising my kid (laughs) because what Steve said is right. We focus on what we want them to be and and the mold that we have in mind.
2: Absolutely, you know, and I was guilty of that. Um, My oldest was uh, 17 is 17 now and when he was a baby I read all the parenting books and I wanted mm-hmm. to be the a, a perfect parent which you know snooze alert there is no such thing <laughs> Jesus is the only perfect the rest of us are just doing our best but but I thought that I could you know shape him into this idea that I wanted him to be and thankfully through mentoring and the Holy spirit and just growing um, and walking with the Lord, I realized that my job is to help them become who God created them to be, not who I, Melissa, wanted them to be. And that paradigm shift completely changed the way that I parented.
1: But that is such an internal wrestle, because, you Mm -hmm. know, the heart wants what the heart wants, and we want the best for them, and we we think we know what the best thing is, but Mm -hmm. we are fooling ourselves because the Lord knows what the best thing is for that person that individual because he created them. And Absolutely. You, you point out these great traits about how we are supposed to look at them and it's you know I'll just hit on a couple of them here but <laughs> yeah. you know wisdom and sensitivity and curiosity creativity and humor all of these different traits that you know we should be looking for and opportunities to steward them well. So Mm -hmm. what led you to believe that those specific traits are really, you know, God-given, and how are they a little bit different than, you know, traditional uh, psychology would call it?
2: That's a great question. So um, back in 2020, I came across this um, researcher, Dr. Armstrong, who identified these 12 traits for teachers to infuse into their classroom to help their children become geniuses, the best opportunity to be geniuses. And, you know, we were all stuck at home back then, and I was looking for fresh inspiration to educate my own children. And so I started researching these, and I realized how ingrained in our children they are. The more I studied these qualities, the more I was fascinated with, most of them we don't have to teach our kids to be curious. We don't have to teach our kids to be playful. They just naturally come out that way. And so as I spent more time with the Lord I spent more time just observing my own children. I realized that Dr. Armstrong was definitely on to something when he identified these 12 traits, but I believe that they're ingrained in us from birth. in culture, life, you know, education, we sometimes discourage them and minimize them, I guess you would say, instead of stewarding them and celebrating them as the gifts that God gave us in in
0: creation. And I'm, so, yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm, no, you no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: No, And so I, I was just super fascinated with the fact that this, from a non-Christian you know worldview, he touched on these 12 things that I believe God gave us as gifts that we get to in, encourage and in, celebrate in our homes. And I really believe that when we do those, we experience the abundant life God intended for us, for us as parents and for our children and for our families as a whole.
0: I'm curious as you you started to really consider this and and take notice of these traits and encourage these traits how this because, again, I'm going back to the beginning of our conversation. You know, we do, as we become adults, we we really lose a sense of wonder, and mm-hmm. we place these expectations upon ourselves, and I, I think that's partly handed down from our own parents who did mm-hmm. the same thing. You know, when we, we've got to grow up, we have to be responsible <laughs> adults, and we just lose that playfulness and... and a sense of i think you know like i said the wonder and and some of the joy because we we have these expectations we've not only placed on ourselves now we're placing them on our kids and what we think mm-hmm. society might be expecting and I'm curious really? as as you you know you looked at these traits and you start to cultivate these things in your kids how did that change you also
2: oh that it changed me in a huge way it helped um, refocus what what was my purpose as parenting, right? Like, it really helped me re-identify. My goal is not to, like Steve was saying, I'm not here to create a version of who I think my children should be. It really helped me to honestly walk closer with the Lord than I ever had before because I had to rely on Him and the Holy Spirit to direct and discern Mm -hmm. um, noticing things in my children that I hadn't noticed before and, and also noticing things in myself. You know, I write in the book about Um, playfulness. And that was not naturally one of my strengths in our home. I was the get things done type A mom that, you know, we have our checklist. My husband is very playful. And so in, in really focusing on these qualities, I realized what a gift he is to our home. And instead of getting frustrated when it's bedtime and I'm trying to get everybody ready for bed and he wants to be silly, you know and and being the mean mom i i experienced so much more joy and freedom of number one letting him be who god created him to be which let me tell you that solved a lot of problems in our marriage <laughs> but also my kids got to see you know that fun side which is the memories that i want my children to have of me as a mom right not the mean not that there isn't a place for Obviously, we have to get things done, and there are boundaries, mm-hmm. and I try to talk about in the book, it's not, you know, free-for-all in our household, but there is something to be considering the purpose of having fun, and so it really did change me. It, it led me to walk closer to the Lord and to be more aware of just my own insecurities and, and my own weaknesses and to allow the Lord to, you know, grow me in those areas.
1: You know, I love in chapter five. You begin talking about and taking on the subject of sensitivity. Now, yes. this is something that we there's a balance to because while we want to help our children develop emotional intelligence to have empathy, sensitivity toward others in their struggle, uh, so that they can understand and how to how to be compassionate. There's also sensitivity to how the world treats them and their own I- identity identity and their self-esteem. So you write, I was born one of those deep feeling sensitive types as far back as I can remember. <laughs> I have felt things acutely. I have always been the friend who attracts others with deep pains or trauma. <laughs> and we seem to be sometimes people who are very compassionate and empathetic. There's like a there is a sense it's like they're the shark and blood is in the water and they can find us a mile away mm-hmm. and we can become very burdened by taking on other people's troubles. And how do we balance teaching our children to be compassionate, but not to give of themselves so much that they lose themselves? Because you can really do that. And it's something I think that we learn early on and especially from our parents.
2: Oh my gosh, that is a great question, um, and that's something that I struggled with as a, as a child. Um, thankfully, again, I feel like, well, I, I, I'm a counselor, right? So that deep feeling, mercy heart of mine, I, I the Lord led me to that path of of mental health and counseling, and and really, honestly, it was through that training that I realized how dangerous it can be to take on those emotional burdens of other people, and so thankfully, I have training in that, and um, I'm able to talk to my kids about that. Um, We have gone through a personal family tragedy recently. Back in June, my um, 16-year-old son was in a tragic accident with the swimming pool, and he passed away. Um, And This conversation about sensitivity, and especially right now, taking on other people's burdens. My daughter that I write about in the book, she's very deep feeling like I am. And so we've had a lot of discussion about right now, especially, but in general, we have to be very cautious and careful and protecting our hearts and our, our burdens, that we bring them to the Lord. And, and as friends come to us with their struggles, we can pray for them, but we can't take them on ourselves, especially right now in the midst of our grief. And,
0: mm-hmm. and honestly,
2: that's been something that we've continued to talk about um, on a daily basis, honestly. And so I think the important thing is, and I've tried to stress this throughout the book, it's keeping the relationship and the conversations going with our kids and having our eyes open and asking the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to direct um are to to open our eyes to areas of weakness and so if and when you see a situation like that with a child that is taking on sensitivity it's it's if you have a, a relationship established and conversations are taking place then you're much more likely to be able to address them and again i think all 12 of these qualities are so important to Helping establish that culture of relationship and and home being the place that the, our kids want to be and they want to come to Mom and dad with their problems and their struggles and their issues instead of it being you know when we place the burden of trying to make our kids be who we think they're going to be they 're going to run away from us they 're going to push away maybe not physically but emotionally they 're going to retreat because they feel that, that struggle. But when we are joining with them to help them figure out who God created them to be, they're much more likely to continue to look to us for advice and counsel mm-hmm. and growing. And, and so that's my heart and hope with this book. Um, and I could say from, again, my experience with my son losing him, sitting in his hospital room, you know, this book was supposed to come out. Well, it came out in August. I was all set, ready to launch the book. And um, the end of June, my life completely flipped upside down, and I was questioning the Lord, like, God, you knew the the timing of this. You knew the book was coming out. You knew that Joey was going to run away to heaven ahead of us, and yet you allowed this to happen, and yet I was able to look at these 12 qualities and this inconvenient sacrificial parenting with whole new perspective, because I'm able to say with absolute joy that I got to be present for every moment of his life. I got to experience the joy of his creativity and his inventiveness and his wonder. And I'm so grateful more than I ever could have been before for the Lord guiding our family down this path of slowing down and prioritizing conversations and making memories and, and helping Joey become who God created him to be. Ultimately I got to see that come to fruition and I'm so, so grateful. And so my heart now more than ever is to help parents to to live this inconvenient life to choose the hard for the good because i promise it is so so good
1: that is uh a picture of god's mercy mm-hmm. and his grace for Amen. sure and you know first off our our you know sorrow and consult- condolences to you and your family um Thank we you. recall when that announcement was made and Kathy Cook reached out for mm-hmm. prayer and so um How did you translate that then into the work that you are doing now? How has that experience changed you? And how has God given you his perspective that you can translate and help others through that?
2: You know, I... God has been so faithful to, and thank you for, you know, just all the prayer. We've been so covered with support and love and prayer, and we're so grateful and And God has been so faithful. Um, Joey was in the hospital for three weeks, and God was so present and just his it was evident that he was there with us every step of the way. And I have so many stories that I can't wait to share with um the world of just God's goodness in the midst of really hard, scary situations, Um, you know, losing a child is not something that I ever thought was possible. Even as I was writing this book, you know, Joey was going to be a junior, getting ready to be a senior when it was published, and my big concern was I didn't want to miss his senior year doing the book book tours and everything that was going on. Um, And so I was already cherishing the moments, you know, as parents, as we get ready to launch a child out of the nest, we start to favor, you know, oh, these dirty clothes that I complained about washing for so long, I'm not going to get to wash them for much longer, you know, those kinds of things had already begun in my heart, and yet I had no idea that it was it was going to be much more permanent than going away to college, and yet, again, God's mercy has been so good and so kind, and so I'm excited to see all that God is going to do and how He's going to allow me to share about His faithfulness. Um, Another thing that I'm very passionate about is encouraging parents to be in God's Word. He was so kind to me to re- bring back to my mind scriptures that I had studied. I had just done a Bible study on Romans chapter 8, um, Trillian a uh, fantastic book. I studied, it's like six or eight weeks, just diving deep into Romans 8. And I can tell you, so much of that truth was anchors that I held on to in the hospital that the Holy Spirit is interceding on my behalf, that he, there is good work still yet for me to do. There's so much that God just ministered to my heart right there in the hospital room. And had I not spent the time cultivating God's Word in my heart, I wouldn't have had those truths to come bubbling up in the midst of hard stuff. And And so more than ever, I can say, do the work of being with the Lord now when things are not so crazy, because when the wind starts to blow, what are you having to hold on to? And I'm so glad that I had so much of truth of scripture to hold onto, to anchor in my heart. We had um, worship music going on 24-7 in Joey's hospital room, and I can tell you the testimony to the nurses and the doctors coming in and out of that room. Nurses would literally say, "We, just, we I don't know why, but this room is so peaceful. We just want to hang out in here. And God was so kind to give us opportunities to witness to medical staff and, and share just very vulnerably and honestly, like, this is not the answer to the prayers that we wanted, and yet God is still good. And it it's hard to even imagine that I could say that. You know, a year ago, if you would have told me that I could be singing worship songs as my son was taking his last breath, I would not have believed you. And yet God's strength is so much more powerful than we could ever imagine. I experienced it, and I, I'm passionate about sharing that with everybody and anybody that will listen anymore. And this book is just one opportunity that I can say, look, God is so kind. He gave me so many memories and opportunities with Joey that I never would have appreciated. And I've gotten the stories written down in a book that I get to share now. Like, God is just so good and kind, even when he doesn't answer the prayers the way that I want him to. He has been faithful, and I'm so grateful.
0: It is such sacred ground that you have walked on in such a place of tenderness that uh, he has allowed you to be, and now to turn around and to be able to comfort others with that is just, he is beyond amazing in the way that he ministers, Amen. and and now for you to be able to share this with others is, it's is, it's such a painful beauty, and I don't know any other way to describe it. That's the perfect way. Wow. I, I wanted to ask you, um, Melissa. Um, you know, it, it, with with all that you've gone through, you know, with, with your son, and and then there's the, the, there's also the the joy. There is also mm-hmm. that the joy with you know your other children and and cultivating all of these traits and the joy of sharing the things that you've learned with other people and sharing the joy of God's goodness. Um, there is a lot here. And, and, you know, as parents, you know, you said you wanted to um, not be, you know, I, I forget how you worded it um, exactly. I can't quote you verbatim because you wanted your, your kids to have the good memories and some fun memories, and you didn't want to be the you know the the serious mom all the time. The you know being a, a damper on everything. You wanted your kids to have the those fond memories, but there there are times where we do have to be the parent, the serious parent, and we do mm-hmm. have things we have to get done. How do you find that that balance? Um, how do you balance all of those things? Because I'm looking at generations of. Of parents who came before me, and I'm thinking about parents, uh, generations of parents who are going to come after me. And yeah. we've had all of these things ingrained into us. And um, how are we going to change those things? How do, we, how do we embrace this new way of thinking? Because I think it is a very valuable and right way of thinking, and a, a beautiful thing that God would uh, you know, work in our lives and in our families.
2: Yeah, that's a good question. And, uh, you know, when I wrote this book, I did not come from a place of I'm an expert. Yes, I have training as a mental health counselor and I'm a mom for, but I'm still in the trenches figuring things out. And especially now in this new season of grief and parenting three girls through unimaginable difficulty. I I, I don't want to sit here and say that I have all the answers because I definitely don't, but I do know the one who does. And so, going to the Lord regularly and asking Him to guide me is the only answer that I have. You know, you talked about joy, and um, that word has been so important in this season of grief. Um, Joey um, was such a joyful kid. He was so happy, and and when he passed, several of his friends, you know, posted on social media, eulogy kind of things, and the, the repeating word was joy. Joey joy is what they would say. He was just the kid that was always looking for the one that was off by themselves and bringing them into the group. He was always the one willing to serve with a joyful heart. And, you know, I I looked back, number one, proud as a mom, like, I'm so thankful that my kid is like that. But also I wanna, I'm i like, how? What did I do? How did we encourage that in our home? And one of the first verses that our family memorized, actually, one of the first verses I memorized as a Christian years ago was James chapter 1, verses 2-4. through four count it all joy when you face various trials. Um, and when we were in the hospital, while Joey was still conscious, he um, we have a local basketball team in our church, and they asked, they wanted to have Joey represented them for the team this season. So they asked for a verse that Joey wanted on the jersey. And right off the top, Joey said, James, Chapter 1. And I was, number one, very moved that a 16-year-old boy who's currently paralyzed in the hospital wants to say, count it all joy. But that has been our family theme. No matter what hardships have come along, we've said we're going to count it as joy because we know that God has a purpose and a plan in it. We trust the God who holds it all together, and so we can count it all joy. Now, does that mean that we're smiling and happy all the time? Absolutely not. There have been a lot of tears lately, a lot of hard, heavy stuff. And yet, we can find joy in the midst of it. And I'm Again, I can only go back to the Lord. It's His work within our home, in our hearts that have allowed us to be able to count it joy. And so my encouragement to parents would be go to the source, go to the one who knows our children better than we ever could and knows us and seek his guidance because you're right, it's hard to undo patterns. It's really hard when you've been raised a certain way to do mm-hmm. things differently. And yet we, I also believe in the power of the Holy Spirit's work in our hearts and our lives. And if we seek him regularly and daily and ask him to guide our path, I know without any question that he will, and he does,
1: Well, and the ability to cling to James 1 verse 2 is really rooted itself, I believe, in Psalm 46, right? God is our protection. He is our strength. Mm -hmm. His faithfulness, he is always helps in times of trouble. And so we don't need to be afraid. It continues on to say, even if the earth shakes, the mountains fall into Mm -hmm. the sea, the oceans roar, the mountains shake at the raging sea. He is the river that brings joy. And you and your family have walked and are walking through an experience that many people will not be able to experience and know the depth of God's faithfulness and love without that experience. And so um, we're going to continue to pray for you all uh, through that and for the Lord to be that strength and that refuge because it is a difficult path. And this is something that you bring as you said, new perspective to work that you had already done, which is fantastic, uh, by the way, (laughs) in inconvenient parenting, but will be so much more richer when you communicate it through the eyes that God has now given to you. And so first off, thank you for your faithfulness to speak Mm. about the book after the challenges um, because that is so important. God has called you into this. He will sustain you and you will persevere because of his strength. And there will be many people who are blessed by reading this book because it has such good perspective. And as I said, I love the counselor angle on it that you place into it. And so that <laughs> okay, is so vitally, vitally important. But um, you know, I, I know that at some point there there will be that story that is told. Um and it will be an inspiration to those who will suffer and endure such things in their affliction. And so thank you for your faithfulness to God and what he's called you to, uh, to continue on the road that he has put you on. Melissa, thank you.
2: Thank you so much for having me and giving me an opportunity to share. You know, this is really the first time that I've spoken publicly. And again, God is so faithful. I woke up this morning and said, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And, he has been so kind to give me the strength and um, a peace. And so that is how I know with absolute certainty that God is, is with me and calling me into this work. So thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your encouragement. It, it really means a lot.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: Yeah, if you'd like to um, get your hands on Melissa's book, it's Inconvenient Parenting, Activate Your Child's God-Given Traits. And you can find this at moodybooks.org r g melissa it has been a joy to talk to you thank you again so much for this thank you
1: you're listening to mornings with kelly and steve on moody radio from the word to life